Hi there, this is David from Melbourne, Australia, and you're listening to the English Sabbath School podcast. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, hello, dear friends. I'm Mo Sena for the English Sabbath School podcast. Lesson nine for Wednesday. Yes, it's easy to say this day of the week. Wednesday, February 28th. Today's title. Eternal King of Unrivaled Power. Look at the title, powerful one. Shall we pray? Oh, eternal King, eternal Sovereign, Lord of our lives, may we learn to depend upon you again. The, your kingdom of grace is now being established as day by day our hearts have been, which have been full of sin and rebellion, we yield to your sov sovereignty of love. Oh, Father, until the day that your kingdom uh, of glory is taken place here, when Jesus comes to the world, keep your heavenly gates open to us so that we may feel and receive your Holy Spirit guiding us, guiding us, Father. Oh, may we look forward to the day that your tabernacle shall be with us and you will dwell with us and you, we shall be your people and you yourself will be with us and be our God. Until that day, keep us close to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Eternal King of unrivaled power. And we are supposed to do what? Read a lot of Psalms, pieces, tiny, titty pieces. But at least we're going to read Psalm 2. Yes, yes, you know, I know we've already read Psalm 2 in the past, but no problem at all. Repetition is the father of learning or the mother, whoever wants to take the child. So, Focus, low focus. Here we have Psalm 2. I'm going to be reading from the NIV, the New International Version, but please feel free to use any translation that you prefer. Psalm 2. Why do the nations conspire and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their chains and throw off their shackles. The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. He rebukes them in his anger and terrifies them in his wrath, saying, I have installed my king on Zion, my holy mountain. I will proclaim the Lord's decree. He said to me, You are my son. Today I have become your father. Ask me, and I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. You will break them with a rod of iron. You will dash them to pieces like pottery. Therefore, you kings, be wise, be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and celebrate his rule with trembling. Kiss his son, or he will be angry, and your way will lead to your destruction, for his wrath can flow up in a moment. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. Wow. Psalm 110, verses 1 through 3, a psalm of David. The Lord says to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. The Lord will extend your mighty scepter from Zion, saying, Rule in the midst of your enemies. Your troops will be willing on your day of battle. Arrayed in holy splendor, your young men will come to you like dew from the morning's womb. Psalm 89, 4. I will establish your line forever and make your throne firm through all generations. Psalm 89, 13, 17. Your arm is endowed with power. Your hand is strong. Your right hand exalted. 
Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Love and faithfulness go before you. Blessed are those who have learned to acclaim you, who, who walk in the light of your presence, Lord. They rejoice in your name all day long. They celebrate your righteousness, for you are their glory and strength, and by your favor you exalt our horn. In Psalm 110, verses 5 and 6. So we read Psalm 110 before, verses 1 through 3. Then we read three, uh, two different verses, uh, chapters or psalms, and then we go back to Psalm 110. Is there a logic there? I'm not sure. So let us discover, because it's answering the same question. But anyway, Psalm 110, verses 5 through 6. The Lord is at your right hand. He will crush kings on the day of his wrath. He will judge the nations, heaping up the dead and crushing the rulers of the whole earth. Yeah, because for me, it sounds like the strategy was, ooh, I forgot to put these verses from Psalm 110. Let us put it at the end. Let us stick it up at the end. <laughs> so the question is, focus, more focus. What do these texts teach us about Christ as King? Mm-hmm. Yes, write it down. Pause. Think about it. Read again if necessary. That means studying the lesson. We're never going to learn and grow and mature spiritually if we don't take time to spend with the word of the Lord. If we are always rushing, if all the exposure we have to the Bible is only 10 days, uh, 10 minutes a day, okay, it's better than nothing. But we can get so much more and not feel guilty about it, you know. But anyway, the lesson says, the portrayal of God as the Messiah's father points to the coronation of the king when the king adopt, was adopted into God's covenant. Psalm 2 verse 7 foresees Christ's resurrection and exaltation as the dawn of the new everlasting covenant and Christ's royal priesthood. The Messiah sits at God's right hand as someone who has unprecedented, who has unprecedented honor and authority. Moreover, the interplay between the Lord and the anointed Messiah, quote, even suggests an intention to identify this Davidic Messiah with the Lord himself. If the one who sits at the right is the Lord, then the Lord is the Messiah, since the latter is also seen at the right. That's from Psalm 110, verses 1 and 5, uh, close quote, from the book On the Way to Emmaus by Jacques Ducan, Clarksville, Maryland, Letterer Books, 2012, pages 26, 27. In the end, Christ will have absolute victory over his enemies. To make the enemies a footstool is an image that reflects the custom of the ancient Near Eastern kings to place their feet on the necks of their defeated enemies to demonstrate total dominance over them. Yet, Christ's rod here is not a tool of error, of terror, let us see there, Psalm 2, 9. You will break them with a rod of iron. You will dash them to pieces like pottery. And it's not seen as a tool of terror. Okay, 110 verse 2. The Lord will extend your mighty scepter from Zion, saying, Rule in the midst of your enemies. Okay. Hmm. The rod, staff, was originally held by tribal leaders as a, the symbol of the tribe. All right. Christ's rod comes from Zion because he represents the people of Zion. His rod is a symbol of divine judgment, which ends the rule of evil and depicts Christ's unrivaled reign. How long, dear Jesus? Even the wicked kings are given a chance to repent and submit to the Messiah. 
One graphic depiction of Christ's ultimate victory is found in the pre-advent scene in Daniel 7, which shows that after judgment is given in favor of the saints of the Most High, his kingdom is established and his kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Because of the cross, the promise of the kingdom is assured. Yes, we're the same old-fashioned now and not yet, right? A blessing is promised to all who trust in the King. Amen. And the people rejoice in the Messiah's sovereign and righteous reign. Amen and amen. Final question. How nice it is to know that, yes, in the end, good will triumph over evil, justice will be done, and pain and suffering will forever be vanquished. Okay, yes. How should this truth Give us comfort now when, from a human perspective, evil seems to prosper. Fantastic question. Do you know the answer, Marquinhos? Flavinho, do you know? So tell me, because I don't know the answer. What comfort do we find now uh, uh, to all the injustices and all the suffering that exists in the world, knowing that uh, in the end, sometime in the future, we will understand. But until then, we have to go walking by faith. That's my answer. Walk by faith. Trust in the Lord that his love is steadfast and it will never fail. Eternal King of unrivaled power. Well, this is the end of Lesson 9 for Wednesday, February 28th. For more information, please get in touch with us on Facebook or Instagram, WhatsApp or Telegram. Tell your friends about our podcast available on any podcast platform. Rate us with five stars so that more people may discover us. Thank you, my friends, for listening, for sharing and for praying with us and for us. Have you all a wonderful Wednesday.